What's going on, world? It's your boy Soulful Mike back at it again. New episode of the Soul Searching Podcast. Before you go any further, you rate, you review, and you subscribe. You give us five of them stars. Anything less than five stars, you are a hater. Your mama didn't raise you right. Correct. Your whole family tree is whack Correct. and with it. Don't ever forget that. Correct. And again, before we go any further, PGH, practice good hygiene out here. Please, Please brush your teeth. Please wash do. your hands for yes. at least 50 seconds. I know yes. that I know the CDC says 20. Yeah. We upping it to 50 just because yes. it's nasty back out here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Make sure it's two shower minimums because yes. the threat level is still red. Very high. Very high out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a special guest on the line, but first, Vaughn, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Sneak Attic 11, back at it again. Good to be on here once again, y'all. Yes, yes. Uh, we have a special guest on the line. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hey, Pat Benson, author of Kobe Bryant's Sneaker History, 1996-2020. Big time fan, first time caller. Yes, yes. We appreciate you taking the time out to rock with us, man. We appreciate it. Now, no, I appreciate the public service announcement you're putting up at the top, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody has to know that we've been saying this for years. We've been telling people to wash their hands and stuff before it's Corona, true. all of this. We've been telling it's people true. for years. So we hope people heed the yes. advice we've been giving them. Yes, please, <laughs> please. Yeah, people are acting like this is something new. They're like, I've got to wash my hands. Exactly. Exactly. Like, this, this should have been happening. It's so strenuous. <laughs> it's so strenuous to walk in your house and wash your hands. So, so it's too much. Yeah, all right, so we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna interview Pat first. He's gonna tell us a little bit about his book, and then we'll each get into our personal five favorite Kobe's ever. Mm-hmm. So first things first, I, I have to ask, what inspires you to write this book on Kobe Bryant? Yeah, so I explained in the first few pages of the book, like everybody, I was devastated when Kobe passed mm-hmm. away, like tragically in January. That hit me like a ton of bricks. And then things got worse from there for me personally. Like the very first Lakers fan I knew other than my dad, like a friend I had of 20 years, Volante, he died in a car wreck the night before Kobe and Gianna's public memorial. So again, like another, like there's a Monday again, like I mm-hmm. cried my eyes out at work and then things got worse. The pandemic, I uh, lost my two side hustles, lost my day job on July 1st. And then my family and fiance were like, Take some time, figure out what you want to do, and then do it. And it didn't take me long. I was like, I want this to be my tribute to Kobe. Like, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever write another book again, but like, I want to be the guy who documents his sneaker history. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's out now, and it's exciting to see some people, you know, give me some feedback on it. And I just hope y'all like it. And I hope, uh, hope I made Kobe proud. That's that's heavy because that that's a lot happening at one time. So yeah, but so what? What was it yeah. that made you be like, you know what? The Kobe tribute is the main thing that I want to do. Yeah, um, I was still grieving to be honest, and I feel like the whole world was still grieving. But 2020 has been so crazy; we haven't had time to properly process our feelings. Mm-hmm. We've had to keep moving on to the next crisis, and I was still hurting like by July. And uh, there have been, like, other Kobe books out there and biographies and stuff. But I was like, man, nobody's documented sneaker history. And this guy changed uh, sneaker history two or three times at least throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just you can't talk about basketball shoes without talking about Kobe Bryant. He's in that conversation. True. And I had the idea. And I figured out, like, I was like, I'm going to be furious if somebody else writes this book other than me. And mm-hmm. so, like, it, I mean, it drove me crazy. It was cathartic at times, and it was maddening at times. I had got insomnia. Like, most of this book was written between 3 a.m. and, like, 6 a.m. Wow. Eastern Standard Time. Wow. And, uh, 
yeah, I was just like, it's got to be me, and like I've got to do the best job ever. And it was crazy, stressful, cathartic, and I'm just glad it's out here now, and I'm glad to see a few positive reviews so far. Yeah, I saw I saw the posting you put up, and I saw the the cover of the mm-hmm. book, and it looks like it is. Does it come like in a sneaker box almost? It looks like a sneaker box from the way it was positioned on on the page. Yeah, so it's a sneaker box, and I was just trying to, you know, come up with something mm-hmm. uh, that would be fun and different. And um, I was like, you know what? Let's just throw it on a sneaker box. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, there's a snake print behind it, and wow. it's clean and simple and just uh, something that you can kind of leave, like, out on, like, a coffee table or something and flip mm-hmm. through. Like, you don't have to read it all at once, or you can just dive right into it. So hopefully it's something that, whether you're a basketball nerd or a sneakerhead, or a Kobe fanatic. I think there's something in it for you. And see, I respect that because you that that attention to detail mm-hmm. of putting it in the box, making sure that you had the, the snake print on the back because he's the Mamba. Of so putting mm-hmm. that added imprint, that's not something you had to do. Yeah. But it, the fact that you took the time to put that on there and enhance the experience, I 100% respect that. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me because I was so... I was so damn stressed out about this. I was like, man, Kobe wouldn't sign his name to just be like, shit. Right. And like, yeah. I'm not saying he signed off on this or anything, but like, if he's like, you know, I've got to make him proud. Like, I can't like half ass yeah. this thing at all. So I, that was like one of the main things I was stressed about. And I was like, I gotta like, you know, get it out. It's gotta be good. And, you know, it's gotta be perfect. And uh, I'm not saying it's perfect, but like uh, the attention to detail, I appreciate you picking up on that. It was something like I really was like concerned with. Nah, you you hit it out the park. You hit it out the park. When I saw the picture for it, I'm like, yep, got to order my copy ASAP. <laughs> I need that. Um, like you said, that's on the coffee table. That's yeah. that's a perfect piece on the coffee table. Like, hey, what is this? Why is there a sneaker box out here? Exactly. There's a reason why. Why don't you yeah. look inside the sneaker box yep. and find out? <laughs> Thank you. Um, If you don't mind me asking, where are you from? Yeah, man, I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's like an hour and a half north of Atlanta. Okay, so where you're at? Is our sneakers like a really big deal there or not really? Um, it's getting it's getting more popular, you know, and I explained this a little bit in the first few pages. Like, man, growing up in southeast Tennessee in the nineties as a Catholic Democrat West Coast basketball fan wasn't always easy. And that's why I connected to Kobe, because he was different, man, and like he was a breath of fresh air. Like he was this awkward, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know child star who spent most of his life in italy and had trouble fitting in and so no anyway that was a long answer to anyway no i mean sneakers are coming along like but it's not like a big city or anything like people will wear some like yeezys and some jordans but it's not deep okay so growing up were you heavy into sneakers or it was just you know whatever i can get my hands on i'll take Whatever I could get my hands on, I could take. Like I was like hooping team shoes, mm-hmm. and then finally, like in my mid twenties, like I had like a job where I could afford it, and I started chasing that leather dragon, and it's been over, you know, mm-hmm. ever since. <laughs> yeah, we know the feeling. Once you get started, it's it's hard to stop. So I read exactly. the um I read the forward of your book, uh, and oh, cool. it was pretty cool how you described how you got into it and chasing yeah. those um those particular Kobe Elevens, right? Yeah, that's right. And I was late to the game. No, but see, it's it's so funny that you say that because a lot of listeners that we have, a lot of viewers that we have, everybody has their different introduction point 
mm-hmm. into sneaker. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's not born into it. Put it like that. Right. But your description yeah. from the point of when you were waiting at the mall till it opened, till you beat the, <laughs> the, the, the people who do the running in the mall and you beat the elderly people yeah. and you get in there. But that's such a sneaker head thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then your boy was already there at the store <laughs> waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you used, it was so funny, the terminology you said, it's like sneaker head spawn at the store <laughs> already. I was in tears when I was reading. I was like, this dude really, he's, he's, he's about it now. Like he's in it. And you went for a sneaker. And like you said, nobody else was going to go get. Nobody else was even no. thinking about that colorway, the detailing and what went into it and why that date, the wrong date mm-hmm. was on the back of those sneakers. You went that hard because it meant something to you. Every sneakerhead, yes. real sneakerheads, that is, that you ask, there's yeah. a particular sneaker that may not be the top 100 to top 10 sneaker, but it's something yeah. that appeals to them. And for you to take that and to write a whole genealogy of Kobe sneakers, mm-hmm. to me, that's what meant yeah. a lot to me. And that's why I will be making a purchase for the book because I, I would just did the um, free sample on Amazon mm-hmm. and I was reading it and I was just like, oh, this is this is worth it. Like, mm-hmm. this is worth it. I'm definitely going to oh. get it. Oh man, that means so much to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I was curious that day. Like, nobody put that. And this dude's already chilling. He's chilling. Like, sitting there looking through his phone. And I don't know, you could tell the look in my eye. He's oh, like, oh, man. he's talking about sneakers. Like, he's about to go down. And, um, yeah, and that's why, like, like uh, I don't, I'm not a gatekeeper or anything. You right. Know, I don't care. Like, but some people, like, especially if you get on, like, Instagram or, like, Reddit or something, like, they're just buying whatever's hot. Like, yeah. I like, if you, like, weirdo shoes yeah you know then that's cool man then you're a sneakerhead and even if you can't buy if you mm-hmm. can't afford them at the moment but you keep up with it and yep. you're reading you know the mm-hmm. message boards you're a sneakerhead so that's a hundred percent true a hundred percent true this is true okay so when you were writing your book and you had to yeah. get research on because you had to go through the entire every sneaker every single kobe mm-hmm. sneaker which info was the hardest for you to dig up and make sure that you fact-checked and it was accurate. Yeah. So the early these years were tough. Like I was digging up old like web pages yeah. and stuff from like the late nineties. And mm-hmm. that was difficult. Um, and then um, explaining the terminal, like the technology in a way that's like not going to put readers to sleep was difficult. Like one, I'd like wrap my mind around it. I was like, okay, like there's like Kushlon here and then there's Flynet and blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to try to explain it in a way that's not boring. So going back and finding the old stuff from like the nineties was tough. And then for me, like it was challenging trying to explain it sometimes in a way that was that like uh, somebody who's not a sneakerhead could understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that, that's definitely a problem. That I think every sneakerhead almost runs across when yeah. you have to explain yeah. terminology to somebody and they're like, what's a fly knit? Mm-hmm. They're like, I have no clue what that is. What's exactly. a fly knit? And it's like, exactly. for you it's something yeah. super yeah. easy and it's simple, yeah. but to them it's like the most foreign thing. It's yeah. a whole nother language. <laughs> Yeah, it really was. And, like, I, I give, like, uh, several shout-outs throughout the book. And at the end of the book, man, this book doesn't get written if it weren't for some really dedicated sneaker bloggers mm-hmm, out there mm-hmm. from the early days to current that, like, you know, put in work. And this book doesn't get written without them. And I give them, like, lots of shout-outs at the end. So That's what's up. And in you, your opinion, what was your favorite part of Kobe's sneaker journey? What was your personal favorite part? Uh man, that's a good he, because he changed sneaker history a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like Adidas was revolutionary. The sneaker free agency yeah. was <laughs> like you could do a yep. documentary on that one yep. season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the 
transition to the lows, you mm-hmm. know, that was revolutionary. Yep. Um, obviously, some other players had done it before, but not like Kobe. Nope. My favorite moment was the debut of the Kobe 6 Grinch on Christmas Day against mm-hmm. the Because I was in college. I have, like, this big back TV, standard definition, as old as hell. Yep. Even mm-hmm. I could see. I was like, whoa, what the, what the hell's on his feet? <laughs> yep. It was crazy. And I'm immediately, like, I'm on the internet. I'm on the message boards. And I didn't really have the money like that to buy them at the time. Right. You know, the word is, like, they're going to pro-tro the sixes again here mm-hmm. soon. But yep. for me, like, man, this guy, this guy's crazy. He's wearing <laughs> some snakes on his feet, literally. Right. Like, yeah. I want to hear from y'all. What were y'all's favorite? What's your favorite Kobe sneaker moment? For me, it's the free agency. Yeah. Seeing him playing threes, yeah. yep. seeing him playing eights. Mm-hmm. It was such, every night was something different. And I think that year was what, 05, 06? 05, before 05. Like going into that. So, yeah. like, at that time, for me, I'm young. So mm-hmm. it's like I had yeah. to wait till the next day to watch SportsCenter right. or watch NBA TV right. to hope to get a glimpse because right. I wasn't staying yeah. up till 1 o'clock right. in the morning right. to watch an L.A. game. Right. So that exactly. sneaker-free agency was so awesome. Yeah. And I remember when he went at it with Gilbert Arenas. Yes. And yes. when Gilbert yes. had the gold jersey on yes. and he wore the threes mm-hmm. that night. He wore yes, he true did. blues. Yes, he did. And they went at it. I mm-hmm. never forget that. So for me, the sneaker free agency was yeah. a really big time for Kobe. The sneaker free agency was big for me too. And I want to say, I'm, I'm let me say this. The sneaker free agency was big for me leading up into the point where he signed with Nike mm-hmm. and he, he brought back the Hirachi. So when he was wearing the Hirachi, I had, Nike had never re-released yep. that particular Hirachi. So I was just like, yeah. I was blown away that they had a yellow, a white uh-huh. Hirachi. And I was like, yo, he's hooping. And these Harachis, like what I grew up seeing as hoop sneakers, like right. he's. And then when the Haraki two, Harachi two K fives came out, and what mm-hmm. Nike did with that whole run around the time when Nike Battleground was out yeah. and all that stuff, and then they did the City editions, uh-huh. then they did the yeah. NBA Nike uh-huh. Team editions based <laughs> off that Harachi, and then it led into Kobe's first signature shoe. Yeah, yep. I was just like, I was always a big fan of a basketball shoe. And yeah. when the Harachi came out, I was just like, this is a basketball shoe. This is mm-hmm. a, this is a basketball thing, similar to like up tempo or whatever. Right. I was like, this is this is like the new basketball shoe. And it was lightweight, it was flexible, it had ankle protection and all that stuff. And I was like, dang, this is really a Kobe shoe. And then it led into me seeing more Kobe's, but the free agency was it. Yeah. Then fast forward to the low cut. And I was mm. always intrigued on how some older ball players played in low cuts. But then, of yeah. course, we heard about um, Steve Nash and how he played soccer in the offseason, how he wanted a low-cut shoe because mm-hmm. he felt like his movements yeah. was similar to soccer player. But Kobe as well played soccer as well. Right. And he no. found a way to make the shoe lower and still gave him more protection mm-hmm. to where you didn't lose your stability. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to try one of these Kobe's out. And I bought the all-black in gold, actually, my boy gave them to me. All black and gold. Um, the elite edition mm-hmm. of the Kobe sixes. Oh. No, man, that's so no. Cool. It was the elite edition when when they first Kobe started eight. making Kobe eights. Kobe eight. When they started making all the elite editions, when LeBron had them, yep. KD Kobe had eight. one. Kobe yeah. It was Kobe eight, and so I had all black and gold. Mm-hmm. And I put them on, and I went to work in them. Like literally, went to my job in those <laughs> shoes. And I was like, nah, I'm yeah. not playing ball in these. These is just, this is it. <laughs> and I wound up passing them on to somebody. I never played ball in those knees. Mm-hmm. I passed them on to somebody. And I got 10s and 9s and stuff right. like that. But 
to me, that was, like you said, a cha- a, a real big change moment in basketball sneakers mm-hmm. and in kicks history. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Man, two things. One, y'all's recall is crazy. <laughs> 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 you just rattled that. <laughs> I know. I I just focus on Kobe's. Like I'm sure y'all could do it for other brands and other sneakers as yeah, well. It, and two, I think y'all would like it. Like there's a whole chapter on sneaker free agency, and yo. I detail like I wore 65 different Air Jordans. Oh, yeah. so it's, or he wore Air Jordans. Right, so we buying this today. Games, <laughs> That's and, it. Um, then I um, you know interviewed Jeffrey Jordan, and I talked about the Lakers former equipment manager and what that was like, and how wow. it's insane box man. And uh, yeah, man. But still, I'm just blown away by your recall. That, that's pretty awesome. Listen, we, we I don't, I don't listen. I'm gonna tell you, I don't remember much. Right. But, There's certain but, stuff that stick out. This to you. just sticks out for me, man. It just sticks out. I thought that's interesting too. Because we, when you brought up different sneaker moments mm-hmm. with Kobe, I think about the hyperdunk too. Yes, most definitely. If it wasn't yeah. for Kobe, the hyperdunk nope. never gets off the ground. If he doesn't jump all. over that Aston Martin, Not at all. the hyperdunk is never seen as a nope. great Nike basketball nope. shoe. Nope. And it was only because of Kobe. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, he, he and they delayed. The no, go ahead, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. No, no he no. was king of the basketball world. He was, yes. Um, fresh off a championship. Mm-hmm. He had exactly. The Martin commercial. Exactly. You know, this was the bird to like um, YouTube and MySpace. Exactly. And See, it's exactly. And so, first one of the very first viral videos. Yep. And he then he back ass and spoofed it, and then he showed up at undefeated in L.A. Mm-hmm. in a DeLorean. Yep. Dude, Kobe <laughs> was. It was going crazy. It's crazy. Two thousand. Oh, that's that's true. I forgot it was about all of that. This, that's what I'm saying. I like that whole that. marketing scheme yeah. was new for Nike to use social media mm-hmm. to market the sneaker. Because then that's when they got LeBron involved. And exactly. we get the puppets, exactly. the puppets, and the other like, shirts. It was crazy. Yeah. It that was, was crazy. a crazy era, and that was no <laughs> signature shoe. Yeah, it was just the hyperdunk, the black hyperdunk, a black, that. A all black with a, a little bit of yellow one. hyperdunk. Yes. It's crazy, and we can't forget Team USA. Yeah, because when they went, that's when he signed on. Yep, and when he went to Team USA. And he had the hyperdunks yes. on, and they re-released the USA hyperdunks. Yep. That's also too. The the next Olympics is when they released the Nike technology to put the chip in the hyperdunk. Yep, to track so you could you. track your yep. movements. Exactly, they did all that on yep. the hyperdunk. Yep, that's that's still Nike Plus. Hyperdunks. Nike yeah, Plus I still have Nike Plus. I still have those mm-hmm. hyperdunks. It's crazy. Sorry, we nerded out yeah. real quick. Sorry. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I'm about y'all do y'all thing right now. I feel like uh, Sasha Vujicic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vujicic is the champion too, He's man. The champion. champion. You got to call him a world champion first. <laughs> That, that, that's the thing like uh, like MJ like he's always going to have like the most popular sneaker line he, yeah. his sneakers are able to kind of cross over and do the casual appeal way yep. better than Kobe's ever were yeah. but man you just can't talk sneaker basketball history without basketball sneaker history without talking Kobe he 100%. changed the game like at least two or three times 100%. and you know has some very influential moments listen arguably if it wasn't for yeah. the rate trial and everything we, yeah. We're talking. Yeah, it's a different light. We're talking a different. We could have a whole. You'd have a whole different book mm-hmm. if if it wasn't for that. If he didn't lose all that branding. Yeah. If he didn't lose all that behind him, he yeah. may have still stayed with Adidas. We may have still yeah. seen yeah. more. Unfortunately, but we would have still seen left. more. But number eight. Uh, Individually, we we would have probably still seen him go to Nike. That was a good point too. Like you said, he said under number eight. Yeah, I think that's very true too. He might not switch numbers. He doesn't even switch he personality. Might, may not. Yeah, may not switch. That's a very good point. That's right. It's a lot of things that could have happened, but that happened. Eight, 
Lemons into lemonade. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. We got what we have now. It really was. And, you know, um, there is something to learn from, like, man, like, we go through crises in life. Sometimes mm-hmm. we bring them onto ourselves. Sometimes they just arrive on our doorstep. Yeah. And one of the things why I think people connect with Kobe so much, one, he's a philosopher. He would mm-hmm. always, you know, yes. drop this knowledge on us. And two, man, he's the fucking picture perfect, like, of um, going through a rough time and coming out the other end. Mm-hmm. Man, sure. we all need that in our For life. Sure. And that's what, one of the reasons why I connected with him so much. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned that that Kobe's a philosopher because I think back to the Nike commercial when he's having the TED Talk. Oh, yeah. And I think I think everything <laughs> yeah. that mm-hmm. Kobe did with Nike was a mm-hmm. genuine reflection of who he was as yeah, a person. 100%. And I think Adidas missed that. But Nike was able to capture Kobe as a person yeah. through his commercials yeah. and through his shoes. Yeah, 100%. Thank you. Thank you. You just hit the nail on the head. Like, Adidas, like, they were struggling. Like, and, like, Kobe as well, like, Kobe was obsessed with like Allen Iverson and like street ball appeal. Yep, uh-huh. mm-hmm. And like his, so many of his early commercials, like he's at on like the heart, the blacktop, yep. and, you mm-hmm. know, playing um, street ball. And, yep. you know, it's like that, that really isn't Kobe's personality. No. You know, at the end of the day, like um, he, he liked to, you know, he dabbled in rap mm-hmm. and he went to um, uh, Rucker Park. And, but at the end of the day, you know, Kobe, you know, was just like this weirdo from Italy yeah. who um, was a, to make himself better and a philosopher and like you said the the commercial where he's like preaching to like Kanye uh-huh. and stuff the Kobe 7 system those commercials like oh, if I'm having a bad hilarious. day I'll go back and watch them <laughs> and they make me laugh every <laughs> right. time do more. Yeah, do, do more. Do more. Sell more. Sell records. more records. Sell more. Are you a tame animal, but a different beast? <laughs> like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> no, nah, that's a fact. Those are always funny. Oh, man. Oh, and, you know, and one thing I should say, man, Kobe was a funny dude. Like, yes. And I, I just, like, I mean, like, totally shit on the Adidas commercials because there's one, like, where he's playing. It's for the, the Kobe, too, in Adidas. And there's one where he's playing a little kid on UCLA basketball court. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's hilarious. Like, he and the kid are going one-on-one back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe was low-key really funny. Yeah. He, he was. You know what it is? He had that Peyton Manning humor. Yeah. Where Peyton, you, you wouldn't yeah. realize Peyton Manning was funny because yeah. he's so obsessed with football. Yep. But it's like, get him off the football field and exactly. he's hilarious. Exactly. I think Kobe was the same way. Exactly. Like, just get away from the basketball court. Yep. This is a funny dude. Yep. <laughs> That's a good point. I hadn't even thought about. It. That's a good comparison. Yeah, he 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 was he was a special human being. Like it's just he just was obsessed with what he like. He was good at what, it. What he was good at. Yeah. He was obsessed with it. You know. I want to add. You, you no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You just don't get to be where he's at without being off mentally. Of course. You know, you're just not. You know. You got to be just obsessed, crazy. You know. Mm-hmm. Just something's wrong. You know, for you to get to push yourself to that level of stardom, whether you're Kanye West. Mm-hmm. A Kobe Bryant, a Steve Jobs, you know, whoever, you don't get there being the picture perfect mental health. That that's a hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. They put that time in and that effort. Yep. You can't knock them for it, my best. Mm-hmm. You can't knock them for yeah. it. I wanted to ask, we see a lot of players now wearing Kobe sneakers. How do you feel mm-hmm. about the overall trajectory of 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 the Kobe sneaker now and what it's possibly evolving into? And the players that represent it. it it's really, it, uh, it's exciting. And I'm glad that he's got so many acolytes in the NBA, in mm. the WNBA, in the International League, in the AAU. Like, I write, like, the le- very last page of the book, I basically say, um, 
not only it's an understatement to say that like Kobe's sneakers are going to be around for a long time, bro. Kobe, as long as there's a galaxy, you know, <laughs> in thirty thousand years, aliens are going to uncover videos of Kobe, and yeah, they're going to go crazy watching those videos, and they're going to like three D print some old Kobe sneakers and start balling. <laughs> like Word. they're not his sneakers and his like. He's such a force of nature. Even though he's passed away, he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's going to be here for. Yeah, you know, he's going to be a household name for decades to come. Like this, I know little kids that when they throw something in the garbage, they say Kobe, but they yep. don't know why. <laughs> they just know I'm supposed to say Kobe when I throw something in the garbage. <laughs> oh, I know. So you know, it's exciting. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if we're going to get like new. Kobe models, or if they're going to keep protoring, or what? What do y'all think the future of Kobe's on looks mm. like? They're they're going to keep putting them out. They're going to keep going with yeah. that AD line. I think as long as Demar Derozan is in the league, I think mm-hmm. he's going to be the sponsor person for Kobe's. Mm-hmm. Every single pair will go through Demar Derozan, and it seems like Anthony mm-hmm. Davis has also switched over to wearing the Kobe, yep. especially the, the Kobe Five, since they mm-hmm. re-released those. So I see a few players still carrying it on, and I think they're going to try to put new models on the group of players right. to represent Kobe Bryant during I, that I time. I feel like they're going to make it into like a team, like not like a team sneaker, but like how yeah. like an up-tempo was a team sneaker. Right. They're going to make it like this team is Kobe, mm-hmm. you know, and then these guys will have it. Yeah, like Team Jordan back in the 90s. Yeah, right. yeah, like similar to that. And I think, I think too, that Nike, if, if I was Nike, I think every year – you should make every Nike athlete, at least the premier ones, your LeBrons, your Kyries, oh, sure. you should have a Kobe day. Period. I don't care what day it is. You need oh, to pick it. We know it's 824. <clears throat> well, well, that's the thing. I'm talking about during the yeah. season. Yeah. During the season okay. where every player on the court, yeah. you playing in Kobe's mm-hmm. at least for a half. Right. Throw a half. LeBron, right. you can play in Kobe's for a half real right. quick while you in L.A. I think that they'll set that out during the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe the memorial of his death. I think they'll make that the day every Nike athlete is going to wear Kobe shoes right. next season. Right. That, that'd be so dope. You know what I love? There's, like, so many Kobe. There's, like, Mamba Day yep. in April. Kobe Day in mm-hmm. August. There's his birthday the day before Kobe yep. Day. Yep. And now All-Star Weekend's forever going to be linked with him. Forever. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. The NBA's still a relatively, relatively young league. Yeah. You know, all of our legs other than Will, are still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Bill Russell. He's still around. MJ, mm-hmm. Bird, Magic, That's everybody's true. still around. The fact that mm-hmm. Kobe's gone was just, you know, such so like earth-shaking and earth-shattering that, you know, um, I think the NBA is doing a great job, and I think they're going to do an excellent job of keeping mm-hmm. his memory alive. And like you said, like kids shooting um, the trash in the garbage mm-hmm. can. Like, mm-hmm. Kobe, like, he's going to be around for a long time, his mm-hmm. memory. Right. And when you and when you mentioned that too, and when you brought up the other legends that are still around, and you look mm-hmm. at how young Kobe was and the impact that he was still able to have mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. that's I don't want to say crazy. It's just it's yeah. wild to to it's hard to fathom how someone can yeah. have that much of an impact. Away from basketball, too, because this is someone that has won Emmys in yep. film. Mm-hmm. His detail yep. series is the first one out of all of them. And his Crazy. detail was amazing Crazy. how he broke down the game. Mm-hmm. So it was like mm-hmm. it was one of those where we looked forward to Kobe in that next phase as mm-hmm. an analyst, as a film director. And we looked forward to it and we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But at least, like you said, we have the All-Star game. Every All-Star game, I feel now, will be the hardest played All-Star game yep. possible. Yep. Just for that reason alone, because yeah. this is for Kobe. We yeah. have to play hard. Yeah. No matter who's yeah. in the league, all of that. 
That's so true. Like um, one, like um, like you said, like he fit so much in his life, and I said mental like uh, wellness. Like I don't mean to say he's crazy or anything, but yeah. like, he just was built different mentally. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just not normal to pack that much in into forty one, forty two years. And um, uh, I loved it. Like I was so down. You know, we all were down around the All Star Weekend in like January, February. Mm-hmm. Was so sad. I love the memes. It was like. Uh, it was like a Kobe is saying, you know, we're down here cr- uh, crying and Kobe's up in heaven saying we need to be working on our shots. Right. <laughs> it just stopped me. <laughs> That's Kobe. And they're going to be playing hard in All-Star Weekend forever now. Yep. Yes. And then we needed that, though, not for yeah, nothing. Because it was the, the, the All-Star game was trash. I'm, I'm sad that it took yeah. this yeah. to happen to make it yeah. decent again. Yeah. But... And maybe this will encourage people to do the dunk contest and stuff, too. Kobe did it off the bat, yep. rookie season. Like, you know what? We're going to do it off the rip. That's one of the biggest regrets I think LeBron has. He yeah. never did it. Oh, I know. it. Well, Kobe, man, he was just destined for stardom. Mm-hmm. And just nothing was going to hold him back. And he's just a force of nature. You know, he's like a tsunami. And it's crazy that a human can will themselves. Like, that's why it's so crazy that he died was because – like we had, we were used to seeing him bend reality yep. to his liking. Like uh, he'd bend reality, and it's like, man, if Kobe dies, man, none of us have a chance. Like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, like it, it was crazy, man. And you're right. Like uh, it, you just can't words can't describe it. And Kobe, you know what it is? Who Kobe was that last gap, like that last bridge? Yes. From the Jordan yes. era to the LeBron era. Yes. He's that bridge to yes. carry over into that time. Yes. And I compare him to to like Derek Jeter in baseball. Right. Where Jeter yeah. was like that bridge from the 80s yeah. where the Yankees sucked forever and people yeah. forget that mm-hmm. until Jeter yeah. gets there yeah. in 96 and it's yeah. like, oh, it's new energy. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get the rings in here now. Mm-hmm. And then when Jeter retired, it felt the same way. Like, oh man, baseball, yeah. this, this isn't right. And yep. I feel it's the same with Kobe. Like when Kobe retired, it was like, oh, snap. He just dropped 60. He can play again. Yeah, yeah. It was like, nah, not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, what'd y'all think about the last dance when he popped up in the episode like, oh, four or five? That, that was so mm-hmm. awesome to see. And yeah. it's like, it's bittersweet because it's like, he's the youngest one. Why yeah. is he not here? Yeah. He's the youngest uh, one out yeah. of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But no, that was dope. I loved, I loved MJ shit talking him like that little Laker boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The Laker boy is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he's going to shoot the ball. Man. <laughs> I loved it. I want to ask, yeah, I mean, if Nike gave you a call right now, and they were like, mm-hmm. all right, you get to pick whatever Kobe you want, mm-hmm. whichever one you want to do, whatever colorway you want to do for that Kobe, which Kobe are you picking and what's the colorway? So it would either be like Kobe six, like um, I'm not sure, man. Damn, it either gotta be like um, some sort of like bright, festive colorway because mm-hmm. I like what the colorways like. They start having way more fun like, yeah. in his life, mm-hmm. like um, um, gumbo and stuff, yeah. and like China yeah. and Brazil. Like I really like those, except I apply it to the Kobe six would be mm-hmm. my guess, and um, that's the best. That's the best answer I could come up with on that one. But, man, I could spend countless hours just, like, coming up with different ideas. And, man, I would pay so much money for Nike ID for a Kobe Pro Trail, you know, for any mm-hmm. Kobe Pro Trail model. That would be so awesome. And I think I think eventually they'll leave it up on Nike ID. Yeah. I think it'll probably be, like, $250 or something. <laughs> but I think, I, I think they'll just leave it up there at a certain point. Yeah. I think it's only fair. Yeah. It's like if people want a pair of Kobe's, yeah. they should have the opportunity to get them. Right. Because now any pair of Kobe's that comes out, 
It's damn near impossible to get now. Ridiculous. It's damn near impossible. You can't get it. So I think they should make that an option. Just throw it on Nike ID Mm -hmm. and let people make the pairs they want to make for Kobe. Totally agree. I I am already blown away by y'all sneaker knowledge. I want to bounce an idea off y'all. What y'all um, what do y'all think about Kobe's sneaker line post retirement, the AD and the NXT? Hmm. Hit or miss for yeah. me. I think yeah. that those are purely for the basketball court, especially right. the new version of the NXT with no laces on it, yeah. when it's just strictly that that <laughs> toggle system, yeah. and you got to lock your foot in. Other than that, yeah. it's strict. Yeah, I don't think you can wear it anywhere. Yeah. It is strictly for basketball reasons, yeah. and that's it. Because we had a couple of Kobe's before while he was playing that you could easily wear with jeans, like the eleven. You can yeah. go to Kobe. The, the you can go to Kobe eleven's on anything. Easy, Kobe anything. eleven, Kobe anything. ten, all anything. of that's like yeah. that's like. And I've seen people wear. The tens with, yeah, with the jeans. tens and the nines, yeah. The I tens think people wear jeans with, with the jeans nines and roll them down and and position yeah. them a certain way. So. Right now, because it's so much of a style thing, mm-hmm. if we were just yeah. talking a couple years ago, we were just talking basketball, we'd probably have a whole different yeah. conversation. But it, it is hit or miss. It's hit or miss. If I was on the court and I tried to pair on, I'd probably be like, you know, these these are great. Right. But everything now is on and off the court. I Every, think everything. I, I think that's the issue too. The who's representing it? I think yeah. the biggest person representing it. Before the playoffs was DeMar DeRozan on a night-in, night-out basis. He was who you saw wearing Kobe's. And he's in San Antonio now. Mm -hmm. San Antonio Mm -hmm. doesn't get on TV much. Yeah. If ever, now that Tim Duncan and them is gone. Yeah. So your main person who's going to debut the best Kobe's out there, all different PEs and stuff, Mm -hmm. we don't even see anymore. Yeah. So I think that also leads to why the Kobe, the, the later models, aren't as popular as they should be right it's because we just don't see it right and guys are also they're buying ret- retro models mm-hmm. they're this whole season pj they've been wearing, tucker yeah, pj tucker been kobe fours yeah. kobe ones yeah. so they're not even wearing the new they're not even trying the to way wear the new, new model and these are nike signed athletes mm-hmm. that are not even trying to do that they're getting old stuff custom um you know player play pe's you right. know so they're like and they probably were sitting on stuff that they didn't wear mm-hmm. as Nike athletes, they were just like, "Well, we're not going to give Kobe that credit." And, and, and they just the Martha Rosen yeah. showed that he 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 showed his sneaker closet, and he has like upwards of a thousand pair of Kobe's. I'm sure, and there's certain PEs he never even wore on the court. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. these are just mine, yeah. just to have them." It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, thing. No, I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a testament to the technology that yeah. like, Kobe Box still yeah. stands up after all these years. Mm-hmm. And then it's also a knock against like the AD series, like, you know, uh, against hit or misses. Like the very first AD, like it was kind of uncomfortable. It tore up Kyle Porter's mm-hmm. feet, yep. I remember. And, uh, you know, uh, the AD NXT 360, I thought that was like the quintessential Kobe. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't like do many, they don't do many colorways nope. with NXT. And they that- hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. They mm-hmm. they don't put a lot of colorways out yeah. in the NXT, especially that one as you said, the NXT 360. Yeah. That one was super comfortable. Yes. That was a super yeah. comfortable shoe. But mm-hmm. like you said, there was maybe about maybe five or six colorways exactly. of a shoe, so like, and none of them really hit like that. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. I wish Nike would. I don't know. Like everybody always says, I wish Nike would do this, but yeah, yeah. I wish Nike would. You know. Pour a little, put step on the gas with the Kobe yeah. one, like you know, with while still remaining respectful and reverent and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, like now's the time. Like, give us what we want, right? Yeah. Just give people what they want now. Like you said, now is the time for it. 100%. Like we yeah. we're ready yeah. for it. People want it, and not for nothing. I think if Adidas was smart, Adidas can reach back in the vault 
I'm, and I'm surprised they have like, to be quite you honest. You had like Adidas has Trey Young there. Trey yeah. Young was yeah. super close to Kobe. Yes. All yeah. I know is that at least from five to ten games next year, if I'm Adidas, he's playing in some Kobe's. Yeah. Some crazy aids give Put some boost in there. Something. <laughs> he got to play in some Kobe's. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. And also, Reebok's already done it. Like, they've got those. Um, the yellow like, toes coming out. Old toes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, Reebok's already doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, come, like, come on, Adidas. Bring back. Hey, all right, so we're, we're talking Adidas. What do y'all think about the Adidas, the Kobe 2? Kobe 2, not bad, yeah. not the best. But it's not okay. it's not bad, though. I, I'll take it. I'll, but the, yeah. I'll take the crazy 8 over the, K, the Kobe 2. Okay, okay. Crazy eight, I don't know the 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 crazy eight. I, don't, I think you can wear with more stuff For than sure. you can the KB two, oh, not the two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the two is is a muscular shoe, tough. man. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to pull off, man. But you know the two, like it's such a polarizing shoe, and it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. There were yeah. other issues going on with Kobe and Adidas, mm-hmm. like um, as I detailed in the book, like. And it's been written before, like Vanessa was calling off an Adidas. Joe Jellybean was no longer an employee of Adidas, mm-hmm. you know, quote, quotations, getting, you know, uh, a little bit of money. And um, so there are several issues, but the Kobe 2 is straw broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. And man, that shoe's 20 years old and it still mm-hmm. looks like it's from the future. Yes, so, it does. It does. It does. It does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. No, nah, man, I'm just like, I really appreciate your due diligence you know like so some people like they'll they'll put out a book like this and they'll just yeah. google fact it oh you know what i mean like half ass you yeah. know like and 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 as you can hear from me and mike having this conversation like there's people who like we're very selective in what we talk about mm-hmm. and who we endorse and who we back <laughs> up and you you more than proven for us to like put this out there and let people know like, Hey, you want to know about Kobe's? If you just want to know just about Kobe's, mm-hmm. if that's just what you like, you, we're going to send people in your direction mm-hmm. because we, we take pride in not just buying a shoe for just buying a shoe. You know, we like, yeah. we like when people know the backstory and why something a certain way, a lot of people don't even know what Nike fly ease technology is. Mm-hmm. I had to explain that yeah. to another person one day. Somebody sent me a picture of a Nike Pegasus and they were like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And I had to break it yeah. down to him. I was like, yo, Nike did why. this yeah. for this reason. It was like, oh, I didn't know. I had no idea. I had to break down, you know, N7 to somebody. And mm-hmm. I was just like, listen, yeah. you know, this is a Native American thing. And they're like, you really into this? I'm like, yes. And I may not buy these shoes ever in my life. But, but I'm going to do the due diligence to understand why mm-hmm. this sneaker is in existence. Yep. You know, because that's just for I- me. That's my job as a sneakerhead. You know? <laughs> Man, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, like, that was my goal. Like, I knew I couldn't half-ass anything with this book. And also, I wanted it to be something to where, like, there are a bunch of really good articles and, mm-hmm. like, rundowns and some YouTube videos, but it's yeah. not all in one place. Right. That was my goal. And, uh, yeah, man, just, like, we need something to where we can look back and be like, oh, yeah, man, the KB83, you know, mm-hmm. was discontinued because yep. the feet you wear technology, there's a lawsuit going on. See? And, wow. Uh, <laughs> See? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Yep. That's this the what, attention this to detail. This is what I'm nah, talking about, you know? attention to detail. Because people will ask, why are we not getting this shoe ever again? And then you don't know why. And you just, that information yeah. right there, nah, man, that that's that's something that sneakerheads will now consider as, like, this is a Bible. You know, in right. this genealogy, this is the Bible that we're going to go to in reference to this, you know? That, that's my goal. One-stop shop. Yeah, exactly. Also, some really, some really cool, some interesting stories mm-hmm. from people who knew him best. 
you know, trainers, you know, and uh, Lakers equipment manager mm-hmm. and, and some different things like that. So, yeah, I think, you know, whether you're a sneaker fan, Kobe fan, I think there's something in it for you. That's, that's dope. I got to ask one more thing before we get to the mm-hmm. top five Kobe's. What, right. what was the hardest part? When you had to gather information, like you said, you talked to the Laker equipment manager. How do you go about that role to even reaching out and being like, you know what? This is the person I want to talk to. How do you narrow it down and find the person you really want to talk to? Man, you hit the nail on the head. The toughest person to find was um, Rudy Garcidone. So um, wow. he um, has, he was no longer with the Lakers organization. He started his own um food truck which is really successful now wow. in LA completely different avenue and for example like I threw a bunch of Hail Marys and luckily a bunch of them got caught Rudy was the biggest Hail Mary because I, I looked for him everywhere I found him on Facebook mm-hmm. and I hit him up and I didn't hear from him for like 60 days and the book's getting written and I move on and I'm like damn like I gotta hear from you know I gotta mm-hmm. hear from this guy and like it's in the late stages of like editing and I hear back from him he hits me up and he's like, here's my email address. And I just blow him up with all these questions. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. So like, I threw a bunch of Hail Marys, and luckily a lot of them got caught. I put out the bat signal for one of the Lakers equipment managers, Carlos Maples, and I couldn't ever find them. Like, I really wanted to get in touch with him. So that was a bummer, but I got in touch with like 90% of the people I wanted to talk to. So um, I think um, – since it was during a pandemic, people were at home. They were, you know, their yep. lives had slowed down mm-hmm. a little bit, and they're more open to email and Zoom mm-hmm. conversations and phone calls. So I think in that way, it did kind of work in my favor. All right. So that 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 was the one saving grace, basically the fact that everybody was home. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I have nothing else to do. Why can't I answer this guy's conversation, mm-hmm. this e- email? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Oh, for sure. This book doesn't get written without a bunch of people taking time out of their time, yep. taking time out of their day, to help a total stranger, mm-hmm. and um, I'm forever indebted to them. No, nah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. All right, we got to get into these top five Kobe's. Yeah, let's do it. All time, personally. Now it's all personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever one uh-huh. you feel. Yeah. So Pat, we're gonna start with you. You want to give? Okay. Y'all want to do only number five first, and then we do all our fours, our threes, our twos, our ones, or y'all want to just go one through five? Let's go. Uh, let's do five first. Uh, yeah, you, so y'all want to do all five at the same time? We could do all five. At that, which one would you prefer? All well, five at the same oh, time? Y'all, I'm sorry. No, I'm the guest. Y'all the host. Y'all, y'all tell me what to do. Nah, I'm you the guest. You, co- you, look, yeah, you, you come us. into the house. Yeah. We going to feed you. Yeah. <laughs> so which one would you prefer? Full five first or you want to go five and we all go around and four, we all go around like that? Let's go five, all go around, four go around. Yeah, okay. I like okay. it. All right, cool. Okay. So, Pat, we're going to start with you. Number five, then. Kobe 11. It's the one, the sneaker that got me into it. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not the most popular, but it's mm-hmm. always going to hold a special place in my heart. Got you. Okay, Kobe 11 at five. Vaughn, what we got? Um, We're going to go Kobe 8. Kobe 8 for you? Yeah. Okay. Kobe 8. All right. For me, I'm going to go Kobe 9. Okay. I, I love I love the high. Yeah. It was so different. I was at the Etoles Achilles, yeah. so I, I love yeah. the nine. They're on my list, but it's not five. Oh, you got it higher. Oh, you got it higher. Yeah, yeah, I got it higher. Hey. I got it higher. That's yeah. surprise. Okay. Yeah. All right, Pat, it's on you. Number four. Mm-hmm. Number the the nine elite man that high top. I remember See? like See? <laughs> there you go. There you go. See <laughs> there you go. The early days of Instagram, I remember Kobe coming back from the mm-hmm. Achilles and like that popping up. I was like, man, there's mm-hmm. no way. This has got to be a Photoshop. This mm-hmm. can't be right. This too crazy yep. and i love it man like 
I hope they protro those sooner rather than later. Oh, I can't wait. Um, and then the lows were cool Ooh. too. The lows yeah. were just as dope. I was just about to say the that. The lows See? were just as dope. All right. Dope. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to let them explain. It's so, on you. So number four is nine high for me. So not okay. the elite. Just the, No, the elite. The elite. The elite, the elite okay, high. Because you know there's an elite high and then there's a regular right. nine. So the nine mm-hmm. high because yeah. we've seen outrageous shoes, right? Mm-hmm. This is the to me. This is the first outrageous shoe where people were like, acceptable. "You know what? Is not that bad." These doubled as boxing shoes. They I was were about boxers. To say that. How many boxes, How many boxing matches we saw? Yeah, where boxers was wearing these. John Molina, his biggest run. John Molina in his career, he wore Kobe nines his entire <laughs> That's time. Crazy. His biggest That's run in his fight career. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's be when you think about a boxing shoe, how flat it's supposed to be. Yep. This dude. Dude was like, nah, I'm taking this whole this. air cushion underneath <laughs> this, and I'm I'm gonna just fight and, and winning. Yeah, they're winning <laughs> too. But to me, I never had a pair. Number one, I never mm. had a pair. Always wanted to put on a pair, but I was just yeah. like, this is so dope. This is so dope. But it's number four for me. For me, no, without and, a doubt. And, thing, and the thing about the Kobe nine is like, bro, didn't you just spend like the last five years telling us how it needs to be lower? And exactly. Now and then you just said, nah, let's go up to the calf. Yeah, an proprioceptive perception. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? But okay, go ahead. Here's my credit card. Yep. And look, do you remember too? Remember when Kevin Durant tried to try it? That's what I was thinking. Kevin Durant had it up to his knee. He had them up to his knee. And he never warm in the game again after everybody called him Big Bird. They was like, oh my God, that was ridiculous. Everybody oh. can't be Kobe. It was a good try, though. Oh, <laughs> man. Try. That was bad. All right. We need your number four. All right. My number four, I'm going with the Kobe 3. Okay. I'm going with the Kobe 3. Mm-hmm. I like I like the waffles on those. Yeah. I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, I had mm-hmm. like those. I thought those were just real interesting when they came out. Yeah. So, I'm going Kobe. I'm going Kobe 3. Mm-hmm. All right, Pat. What we got for number three for you? Man, you're cheating off my seat. Number mm-hmm. three for me is the three, and I thought mm-hmm. that was going to be the hot take. Like, I was really excited right. about that. Like, the mm-hmm. diamond waffle, yeah. whatever pattern you call mm-hmm. it. Like, those are so underrated. Those they shoes are. and the colors came out were really mm-hmm. dope. And they were eye popping. They caught your eye off the TV immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are just so. Those are forgotten about, and I, I guess because like it's you know sandwiched between the four and then like obviously the two is not like yep. super popular one, but yeah, I mean the threes. Like I wish I like had a pair of those to play in. I feel like it's gonna be a minute if mm-hmm. ever. It, it'll be a long time for those to get the pro show treatment. They're gonna treat those yeah. like the flight positive three, yeah, exactly. and they're not gonna put those out for a while. It's gonna be yeah. a long time. But when they do come out, I think it'll feel more special. Yeah. The fact that we haven't seen them so soon. And still Kobe's. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vaughn. Absolutely. So I'm having trouble with this one. I know the sneaker, but I can't remember the number. But you know this, Mike. Remember mm-hmm. when they released them, a Kif, that Kif packet, and they had an Army Fatigue color on it? Kif joint is Kobe 8. It, it was 8? 2012. Nah. Okay. So nah. Not Kobe 8. Because these are laces. These early. are highs. It's a, it's a little earlier? Yeah, it may, not have, it may not have been Kif. It's the one that always does army fatigue on their packages. Undefeated. Undefeated. Oh, the Kobe ones. Exactly. Kobe yeah, ones. Exactly. Those. Undefeated Kobe ones. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's number three for me because I feel like it's an underrated shoe. I've tried them on. Mm-hmm. They're not a bad shoe. And when that came back out, yeah. it hit again. And yes. people realized when they looked at them like, man, this is not a bad shoe. It's still the test of time. And I feel like 
to be quite honest, there's no other shoe that looks like that. If you think about it, think about it. Mm. There's no other shoe that looks like there's no other sneaker. No, that's this. You can argue other silhouettes to be like, man, this looks like this shoe. This looks like this shoe. You think about that particular shoe. There's not another similar shoe like that. Because you know what I was going to say? I was going to say uh, I, Zoom I, Generation. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. But Zoom Generation it's looks not. more like the Kobe 2 than exactly. it does the Kobe 1. That yeah. shoe is like in its own. I'm not trying to put it on a super high pedestal. But, but yeah, for me, unique. for me, it's very unique. And mm-hmm. I never had a pair. I tried on a pair, but I never had a pair. But those, those to me, was dope. Kobe 1's are the 81-point game, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. not mad at that. I'm yeah. not mad at that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Kobe uh, this is a toss-up for me. I'm going to go Kobe 4 here, though. Okay. I'm going to go Kobe 4 here. Okay. Matter, no, 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 I'm not. We, no, I'm had, not. we had number three, right? Yeah, this is number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Kobe 4. I'm going to go Kobe mm-hmm. 4. I'm going to stick with it. Kobe 4 had a, had enough good colorways. Mm-hmm. I think that was the... Is that the switch to low tops, Kobe 4s? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the 4 yes. is the switch the to low tops. Yeah. yes. That, that draft yes. day colorway, the Hornets colorway, I really like that pair. Yes. Like yes. that pair a lot. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. Kobe 4. Yes. Okay. All right, Pat, well, we got a number two for you. All right, I'm changing my answer because it's Kobe 4, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to go hot take. 47 system with the proprioceptive heel collar. So it, like, it came in two different. I never played in them. Some people, like, if they had mixed reviews, like the cushion, mm-hmm. but man, don't. Tell me those weren't cool looking. You you know what it was? I, I still have I still have my yin and yang Kobe sevens. Yeah. And you don't need the cushioning in there because the sneaker is comfortable enough. Mm-hmm. I literally have worn that shoe all day and walked around Manhattan right. like it was nothing. Okay, right. <laughs> the entire day. And right. No feet no right. foot fatigue, nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. So when you said it was a hot take, I don't think so. The Kobe yeah. seven is up okay. there. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember Kobe sent out a video to like a bunch of YouTubers back in the day, and mm-hmm. he was like, gave them the, the decision of which Kobe Seven system he would wear on Christmas Day as he debuted mm. the sneaker. Like, do you want me to wear like the, the wow. speed, or I'm sorry, the attack fast or the attack strong? Wow, is what they were called. That's right. That's right. That I remember right. that. That's oh right. snap! Right. I remember that. This is what I'm talking about. The due diligence, yeah, man. That's so cool, man. Wow, yo, I remember. Now, I remember and I'm thinking about yeah, the I remember you it are too. 100% correct. Yeah. And he did debut him on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Oh, they they even talked about it a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. All right, Vaughn, what you got? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. So, no, 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 no. Pat, well, yeah. what were you going to yeah. say? And he's, I love Kobe again. I love him. He's such a weirdo. Like, he's like the different animals, same beast, like the marketing yep. and everything that was with it. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he went on a safari and they were showing him these different things. Like, no, I want to see like the predators. Yep. I want to see like, eaten mm-hmm. and then that's when it that's when it clicked in his mind he said it was just like oh like predatory style and mm-hmm. like he implemented that a couple years later mm-hmm. into the kobe 7 and that's why he had like the different animal print yep. designs yep and, i remember uh, that kobe, such a weirdo and i love him for it it's crazy mm-hmm. again crazy. no but that's the oh, detail yeah. that's, that's the that's detail again yeah. to who he is as yeah. a person and that's why it worked <laughs> it, it it's it's yeah. i'm giving this because it's sometimes nike doesn't hit it on the head nope so and Paul, Paul George is the perfect example. Exactly. So like <laughs> they saw who Kobe was and it was like, all right, we can't mess this up. If mm-hmm. he's asking for this, let's give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. So let's do that. I respect that. Well, uh, what you got into, yeah. Vaughn? Um, nine low. Nine low. Okay. Nine low. Okay. So to me, the nine low, that run, 
Them that, Beethovens. That run. Ooh. Them Beethoven. The colorways that the, came the out colorways, in the nine. Just the storytelling yeah. behind it. The, the nine, run, yeah. The run was <laughs> unparalleled to me. Like, it was just... I, w- I was getting pairs just to get pairs. Right. Just to get... And I had a pair once. I got so mad because I destroyed them at a barbecue. I spent all night scrubbing the dirt <laughs> off of the, the sneaker. Like, all right, these are going to work because I'm not getting another pair. That was the only thing about the Kobe 9. That is the hardest yes, Kobe to it clean. Was, and I'm literally <laughs> scrubbing the dirt out of the grooves, out of the, uh-huh. the grooves of it. You got to like, let it suck yeah. up and come up on And I'm like, this own. is crazy. But I said, they're going to be clean and I'm going to be wearing these. And I, and, and, and I caught... Sneakers that looked like that before I, I put the Air Max Hams, which was remarkably close to them, but they didn't have the same mesh right. as it. And I was like, well, these are close to Kobe's. I'm going to just rock these, <laughs> these for are good enough. And then that's it. And they were lows. They uh-huh. were low. They were low cut ball sneakers. They were low cut. Nike specifically made those shoes, the um, Air Max Hams, for outdoor basketball. Yep. They made a tough sole on it. They made a lip on the side. So if you, you couldn't sprain your ankle mm-hmm. based off the Kobe, Kobe models. But a lot of people didn't, you know. Because it's the yeah, Nike hand. Exactly. It's the Nike hand. No, I, come on, what? But, but that's me, why, right. I was like, $60? I'll get this. But yeah. It, man, no, that, yo, go ahead. That's so cool, man. You say that. That you have to, like, because they had that DNA, like, fingerprint. Exactly. Oh, uh, and man, it, they, were, it, they were traction beasts. And honestly, that was like, in my opinion, like the golden era of oh, yes. basketball. Mm-hmm. Like you could wear, you were wearing those casually. Yeah. Like you were, you were I was. wearing Nike fleet socks with it. Yep. <laughs> I was. And I like, was. And I was in college. And you know, for dudes, like nothing, like everything that's cool stops for you in college. Yeah. And you always want to go back to that. Yep. Uh-huh. And so I'm 30 now. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. man, I just need some Nike elite socks. And that's it. Straight. That's like, it. Good. Get right back to that athlete. You know how many? Remember when I was buying the um the Nike hoodies that came out with them? Yep. And yeah. we, I found the black and yellow one, and I gave that yeah, to you. Right I didn't have right at, You found it right at Motel. Yeah, I found. I found it on Burlington. I found that Burlington. I went to the same Burlington three times. I got the LeBron one. The Nike. That's right. You had the whole pack. I had the whole pack for mm-hmm. like forty dollars each hoodie. Yep. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna get each sneaker to go with each hoodie. I still got that. Joint. <laughs> Yo, I still got my LeBron one. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? These. And then I had the purple one for the Kobe's. Right. And I still have it. I'm just like, I'm not getting rid of. Never it. Never get rid of. I'm not, I'm not getting rid of this. Nope. That's it. I'm gonna yep. keep it on ice. Uh at two for me, I'm gonna go to Kobe eight. Okay. I love the colorways and the storytelling associated mm-hmm. with the Kobe 8. Mm-hmm. So from the Easter pair, that black, white, yellow with the teal and how it changed colors all the way across. Mm-hmm. From the Philippine pair, like there was a lot of different storytelling that went into the Kobe 8. Mm-hmm. So for me, I got that at two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Kobe 8 had so many fun colorways. Yes. They were just cranky. That was really that was an exciting time, too. Uh, for my number one, I got to go to Kobe 6. It's the easy answer, mm-hmm. and you know, just I remember walking by the mall and walking to the mall, and like it caught my like I jerk, like jerked my neck when I saw it in person, and I already like talked about how like I saw it on TV that day, and mm-hmm. man, I was just like, man, Kobe's crazy. He lost his mind. He's walking around in some like snake shoes, mm-hmm. and you know, just those are still just so cool, man. I love them. Is that Nike's first three D shoe? When they made the three D oh. pair of Kobe mm-hmm. sixes, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not I, sure. I don't know. I have to defer to y'all or somebody on that. I, I'm not now, sure. I can't, a, I can't think of a 3D shoe I, before I the Kobe 6. I really, I really don't I think can't, so. I can't think I of one. I don't think there's any other. Th- I, I'm I, I'm loosely saying this because if there was, it wasn't a signature shoe. Right. I'm, I'm going to say it like that. Right. If there was. Because I'm, I'm – and you could think there's only a few signature athletes to Nike anyway. That's what I'm saying. So, but yeah. – 
I, I want to say I yeah. Think, yeah. I, I think he's the yeah. first one with a 3D shoe. I, th- I, I think yeah. so. I want to say yeah. Th- look, our listeners will tell us that we yeah, got it wrong. Sure. They'll, they'll help sure. us out. We, if we got some hitters. We can. <laughs> yeah. Someone's gonna hit us. <laughs> they'll let us post. know. <laughs> They're gonna right. hit us and, and send us the at quickly. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get the right information. Kobe okay. Six is yeah. on point though, man. Yeah. Like I, you, you yeah. can make the argument right. that the Kobe Six Grinch is the best basketball oh. shoe ever. You can make that argument. And you wouldn't be crazy for making said argument, for saying the Kobe 6 Grinch yeah. is the best Nike basketball shoe ever. Yeah. Even regular and, basketball. And it, it's it's yeah, hard. He said his personality so perfectly because he was the Grinch. Yes. Of course he's trying to spit Christmas because, of course, who else thinks like that? Who, who, other what other player wanted to play? Right. What other player wanted to play every other Christmas game? Exactly. Kobe wanted to play every Christmas. And it wasn't that against the Heat. Yes, that was against the Heat. Yes. So it made the the yes. whole story made sense. Yes, <laughs> he wanted to play every Christmas. He he was upset. Yes. if his game wasn't prime time on Christmas, that five o'clock game. Exactly, that five o'clock game for exactly. us. Two o'clock everywhere exactly. else. He was like, "Yo, I'm when I'm playing. You you watching me? If yep. I have to be out here on Christmas, you gonna you, watch? You me. gonna see a show too? Like you, you gonna see this? That's a fact. Yep." Yeah, Kobe Six is up there for yeah. sure. All right, uh, Vaughn, what you got for your number one? All right, so I know I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I, I thought about this because I was just like, I can't put a signature shoe as his number one. Mm. I, for me. Oh. This is just for me. Okay. When And my boy, shout out to my boy Slimothy. Me and him both know what shoe I'm talking about. The Laser Print LA 2K Hirachis was hey. Kobe's shoe. I don't even think he nah. played in it, but when he wore the 2K Hirachis, not the 2K5 Hirachis, mm-hmm. the 2K Hirachis, there's a big difference because they also had a laser print LA edition 2K Hirachi, and they also had a laser, a blue laser print LA 2K Hirachi, but I'm talking about the gold laser print, gold and white laser print 2K Hirachi, and because the, that shoe was a nice basketball shoe, I remember for me getting that shoe was such a like... A big thing, and I bought that shoe in the Bronx. For people who don't like, people don't like understand. Like Mike knows, like this, this the Bronx. We may have, you may see people wearing sneakers, but it's not the place to go buy uh-huh. these type of gems. And I bought it on Fordham Road, and I called my boy Slim. Actually, I bought it on Third Avenue, on Third Avenue, one forty nine. Yeah. And I called my boy Slim, and I was like, Slim, we got to go to this spot. They have laser print, that they, and I'm, I think they real because dude, that was the yeah, big yeah. thing in early 2000s. That was like, dub zero. Time. Yeah, exactly. We was like, <laughs> we got to be careful with these laser prints. There's a lot of stuff out here. We we went online. I was like, yo, they're real. They're just limited. And right after that, they came out with the um LeBrons, the old gold. Oh man, the old gold and white LeBrons. Oh man, it was with an Air Max bottom. I can't remember the number. But he he didn't even re-release those. They re- he re-released the, that particular LeBron, but he didn't release that colorway. Okay. And at the same place had it, and we bought the LeBrons the next week. But for me, in my mind, it was like a kid when you see your favorite player and he doesn't have a signature shoe, but he's wearing a particular shoe, right. and it's like those are those are Kobe's. Those right. are Kobe. It doesn't matter when I wear these. Those be, are Kobe. Those right. are Kobe's. And in my mind, that's how I felt because he was in the contract thing, uh-huh. and I was just like, nah, bro, these is Kobe's. Right. I'm I'm rocking these, and on the tongue. One said 2K Hirachi, the other one said Kobe. So I was like, I'm uh-huh. good. Like, I'm, I'm good. This is Kobe. for me. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm going to take this. And for, I, we're talking comfort and all that. Okay. It was an okay basketball. Yeah, it's not right. it, it was okay. But for nostalgia, 
to me, in my mind, that it was, was up there. That was it. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm not going to argue with the tech of other the other Kobe's because obviously that's better. Yeah. But for nostalgia purposes, I'm putting that at one. I like that. Yeah. See, that's I a like great that. answer. That's a, and that would be Kobe's becoming the Black Mamba, too. Exactly. Yes. That's a great answer. Exactly. I'm mad. I'm mad how I didn't come up with that answer. <laughs> Ain't that to be upset about? Ain't that to be nah, upset man. about? Nah, man. Listen, it would have been six. Yeah. This is to be fair. It would have been the Kobe sixes. So don't 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 be upset. Trust me, it would have been the Kobe sixes. No, man, that's such a great. That's so dope that you were caught. You remember that? Yeah. That's one of those things like, I had to go back and like read on and like yeah. read different like message boards and shit. That's such a great answer. That's that so that cool. was my shoe, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna go Kobe seven. Okay. Kobe set the Kobe seven is literally the only Kobe I have ever had a chance to purchase. Okay. Okay. And the first Kobe seven I got was my yin and yang pair. I was about to say, yeah. I got those from flight club for $300. That was my graduation gift to myself. That was my grad. That was my grad. My parents asked me, what did I want for graduation? I was like, I want these Kobe's. Give me the money for them. I was like, they 400. I need the outfit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) I need the outfit. after. But yeah. I went to I went to Flight Club. This mm-hmm. is before Stadium Goods, all of that. Mm-hmm. It was only Flight Club. Only Flight Club. I went down there. I was like, "Yo, I need a size 12. And it's still, it's still. I still have the sticker on the box. Mm-hmm. Flight Club, three hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. with tax, it came out to like three twenty or something like that, yeah. almost. And I still have them yin and yang to this day. Yeah, I still I have them. See you wear them. Still, wear them. I'll, I'll, I'll never get rid yeah. of them joints. You got a hoodie to match it. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Never let them sure. go. Yeah. <laughs> man, no? stories like that, man. That, that's. You know, that's what it's about, those sort of story. You know, you don't forget you forget sometimes about like, oh yeah, I was like it was like midnight and I went ahead and pulled the trigger on something like Word. on stock act or Man, when you physically get out there and it's for a special occasion, you don't forget those stories. Right. Ooh. And that's Ooh. the thing, like back then you had to hit the pavement yep. and go get it. Like there was there wasn't no website Bruh. for you to get it on you or nothing like that. <laughs> the only person that can really like really relate is me and my boy Slim. Me and Slim, yeah. we went to Yellow Rat Bastard. Yep. We went all over. We went to the Adidas store in um, Wooster, on Wooster oh, Street. Wooster. Then we went to Lafayette. Then we went all like we was and walking. Right. Because you knew if you hopped the train in your mind, you felt like you, you would missed miss it. out. Yeah, you you was like, nah, out. I need to walk with everybody else because if somebody see me, we go, we both walk <laughs> into the same, same time. time. <laughs> we getting my size. And you look like you my size, bro. Like, <laughs> we, I'm getting my shoe before you. Let's do it. Everybody does that lineup. <laughs> Sizing up people in the store. Oh, yeah, always sure. in, the, in the street too. Sure. Whenever we lined up, I'm yeah. looking at your feet. All right, he about yeah. eleven and a half, eleven. For sure, yeah. All right, I'm good on that one. That's yeah. a ten. All right, I'm cool. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm telling dudes on the line, like you're not buying a twelve, dog. <laughs> like you eleven, dog. You're not buying a twelve. Wear some, wear some church socks. Like you're not buying. Take the soul out. Yeah, take the soul you, out. You're not doing it today, bro. I'm getting one pair. You're not doubling up. Word. Remember when you told old boy at Fordham that oh. he was buying too much? <laughs> You told him in the store, you was like, yo, you doing a lot, bro. You, that's what you have to do. Yeah, you got to tell people sometimes. They Your do, man do came in there, he didn't even, yo, come, what he bought like three pairs. He bought three pairs. Come on, B. He, he bought like, three pairs. I, I think it was Kobe 11s, and yeah. he bought three pairs of them. I'm like, why? I said, you only got two feet. Yeah, like, what are you doing, dog? No, you got three yo, he, he looked at you, he was like, yo, I'm wilding, dog. I'm yeah. wilding. He was like, all right. All right. Put, some of them, put some of that yeah. back. Get an outfit. Come on, man. Those was the pre-box. Yeah. Word. Like, yo, what you doing, dog? Too much, too much. All right, but I, I like I like everybody's five. I like Listen, the fives. We all in agreement with pretty much everything. Yeah, and this is pretty solid. Yeah. This is pretty. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm with it. All right, random thought time. Oh boy, not have to be sneaker related. Be whatever you want. 
Uh, Pat, you want to go first or you want to wait on this one? You want us to go first? Y'all, y'all go first. <laughs> All right, Ball, what you got, man? I got something, right? What you got? All right, so the other day, I was with my son, and we was chilling. So my son has a new thing where if he doesn't wake up, when he wakes up, he wakes everybody up. So, like, he'll wake up, and he'll make some noise in his room, and then he'll come out, and he'll say good morning really quickly, and then, like, push you or nudge you to wake up. My wife usually gets the most of it because I'm usually not there, but I was there this time. So he woke me up, so I went into his room and I laid on his bed. And he looked at me and he was like, Oh no, I didn't want you to lay on the bed. <laughs> so like he starts nudging me <laughs> to get off the bed. So I'm like, Well, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing this morning? And he's like, No, nah, I, I didn't want you. To. And a lot of people don't know that my son is autistic. So, like, and he's high function. And so, like, he, you can have a conversation with him and he may not respond, but he understands fully what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So later that day, I, I came to the regulation. I was like, Yo, you know what? You're going to be all right in life. Like, I just looked at him, and as a father, you have that moment. You'll be like, you're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. You look at your kid, and you just be like, you're going to be all right. That day, my wife texted me. She was like, yo, I found out the teachers gave us the weekly report that he's talking at school. And I was like, oh. And she said, no, no, no. He's saying whatever he wants at school, like whatever he needs to get. get He's saying at school. I said, okay. So the problem is, is that we're responding in a manner in which he doesn't have to respond. Right. So we got to make sure he's talking now. (laughs) So we have to force him to talk. And Mm -hmm. I I looked at her and she's like, what do you mean? I said, you baby him too much. Mm -hmm. If you look at him, you give him the option. You'd be like, you want milk? You want, you want, and he doesn't have to respond. He just says, yeah. He just dismisses you and And go get it. it." When I'm, when he's with me. I'm like, yo, you want milk? And if he doesn't respond, I'm like, oh, you're going to cry until you, you want you this say milk. what you want. And right. then he, he, he gets it. So I was just like, yo, you know what? And a, per- a parent told me this right when my son was diagnosed. They said autism for the parents is another word for patience. Doesn't mean they far off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they're going to be in a category of like mental retardation or anything right. like that. It's just another word for patience. Because mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of autistic people walking in this world that you've never known yep. that were autistic or still are autistic mm-hmm. or even on a different Have part Asperger's of the spectrum. And stuff like and that. that yes. It's like you never knew that. So I mm-hmm. just like, and a lot of times I don't like to talk about it. And a lot of people assume that I don't bring my son to places because I'm ashamed. And the people who know me know me well would never Mm -mm. dare say those words that I'm ashamed of my son. Mm -hmm. But people just assume that my fear is that people don't understand. Right. And they're going to react in a manner Mm -hmm. of aggression towards my son because they don't understand him. And I've seen my son display acts of kindness to our boy Josh, his Mm -hmm. son, his daughter. And it's innate in him it's 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 natural right. he's still a child right so it's still he hasn't been taught hate and and the fact that he's displaying these at four years old i just look at him and i just had that moment like man you're gonna be a good person mm-hmm. because we keep putting this in you right and you're gonna display it in such a beautiful way because of how you see the world mm-hmm. people are just gonna appreciate you more and more and we're gonna do our job right to put you in that in, the that, best position in that best position and for some parents people just give up they just like, oh, I need help. That's a fact. And, and God bless my wife and Mike. You know, you work in the school system. So, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of parents just dish their kids off to school. And in this pandemic. And they expect the kids, the teachers to do everything. Exactly. But in this pandemic, we had to learn and got a big taste of what these teachers go through. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to, I was home for a couple, about a month, a month and a half. And I got to sit in on his virtual sessions and I got to see him learn how to write, learn how to spell, learn how to do his name. Mm-hmm. Stuff that he knew. Right. But I got to see, see it, it happen, you know, right. and I never I'm at work. I don't get to see it. My wife is busy. She don't get to see it 
firsthand. Mm-hmm. She gets to experience after the fact faster than me, but she don't see it firsthand. So I was just like, yo, you're going to be all right. Like, and right. for fathers out there, and I say fathers in particular, because in, in a household the way it should be, if you're a part of your child's life, Nine times out of ten, you're going to be working. I'm not saying that's what it has to be mm-hmm. or that's what the household, yeah. but nine times out of ten, you're going to be working to provide for your family. You're going to forget to take that time to really look at your kid and reassure yourself mm-hmm. that, you, hey, you know what? Give yourself a self-audit. Like, yo, what am I doing? What am I slacking on? I know for me, it's spending time with him. Mm-hmm. This period, just mm-hmm. spending time with him. Michael, no, I'll, I'll go months without speaking to anybody because I'm spending time with my family. Yep. It's nothing personal to my friends. Mm-hmm. It's just that... I that neglected my family so much because I'm working. Mm-hmm. I got to be like, these 24 hours, these 48 hours, I got to give to them. We can go out outside. And my son gets elated. We went apple picking last month. He was over the moon. Mm-hmm. Apple picking, dog. So I'm that simple. You understand what I'm simple, saying? He right. was over the moon. He was running in the aisles, taking apples off the tree. It cost me $30. Right. $30. You understand? I know dudes that ball out. I'm taking my buying my son. $30. Right. You don't have to do all that crazy. $30, B. Like, mm-hmm. like, come on. Apple picking. We right. sat down. We bought our own food. We ate there. We bought a big bag of apples. It took us a month to finish. <laughs> and like, and we good. Right. We bought some apple cider, some donuts. Uh-huh. And we was good. He's going to remember that. Right. He, and then he and he does. He's, his autism gives him photographic memory. Right. So he's going to remember. As soon as we get to the exit, he's like, I know where I'm at. Uh-huh. Like, we, we, we we're about to go apple picking. Yeah, we're about to go apple right. picking. I know exactly what aisle I'm going to go to to mm-hmm. get this type of apple. So I just tell people, especially fathers, take the time. Self-audit yourself. Even if you're not in married to your girl or you're not with your girl or you're not with your, your baby's mother, self-audit yourself and see what you're doing that you can contribute more to your child. Just, just do that. Do that, man. For That's real. a fact. For real. And, it, and what you said too, with when it when it comes to to kids with autism or different disorders, right? It took me being in education to realize there's so many different problems Yo. out there, <laughs> and it's one of those things that you're just ignorant to. Yep. Because if you see a kid acting out somewhere, mm-hmm. your automatic thought is, oh. He's bad. Yeah. Parents did an awful job. He's yeah. bad. He don't listen. Mm-hmm. Forget this kid. Yeah. Oh, nah, we can't invite him nowhere because yeah. he's going to tear everything yeah. up. Not realizing that with some kids, there are legitimate problems yeah. that they have and they can't help it. Because mm-hmm. it's bad enough you got five-year-olds that don't that can't help it mm-hmm. when there's something simple like, oh, they see a balloon. Of yeah. course, a five-year-old is supposed to go grab a balloon. They're five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we see it, but oh no, that 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 child is misbehaving because yeah. he's doing this, that, and the third. And it's like, nah. If you really understood, yeah, there's a method behind this. Yeah. And maybe that balloon is gonna bring him comfort so he can be in this room with people. Exactly. So exactly. if he doesn't tear stuff up, yeah. so exactly. it's like just let him have the balloon. Yeah. It's not giving in. Yeah. There's a method behind it, yep. and it is something that people do need to to make themselves knowledgeable on because, as you said, all these people grow up. Yep. And a lot of these people that grow up, they end up being homeless. Yes, they do. And that's why, like, that's why I had to get it in my head to stop calling people bums. Right, right. Just because someone is homeless doesn't make them a bum. Right. Mm -hmm. They can be either down on their luck, or they can just be in a situation where mentally they can't hold a job. Yeah. So they they end up homeless. Yeah. And that's not their fault. Yeah. So I think that because we have such a big emphasis on mental health now, Mm -hmm. it has to start from the bottom for sure. And it starts with the kids. So once you you understand that mm-hmm. level, you'll be able to deal with any adult situation yeah. where they're mentally unstable. Man, I look at adults now and I'm like, yo, my man, you was never diagnosed. Right. Like real talk. Like, like you have not a, an insult. Like you have ADD. Yeah, you like, just you're, don't know you're it. You're a 
know it. You don't know it, <laughs> right. bro. Like you, you've been walking this earth this whole time, and you've been struggling right. internally because your perception on life is why people don't see it A and B. And you're just like, and it's the same with the parents too, though, because we'll get so frustrated with the kids. Like, how come you don't understand this? Word. You, did, Word. Is my child dumb? It's like, mm-hmm. no. If you give them the help, your child might just be yeah. dyslexic. That's it. It might just be that yeah. simple thing. Like when they talked about it on the Cosby show. Yep. It was like they were happy to find out he was dyslexic yeah. because they know why all these years why he was struggling. Like yep. we get it now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. You're not dumb. Yeah. It's just, you needed help. Yep. And I think that needs to be highlighted For more sure. nowadays. Sure. It's just sure. we need to highlight that part if we really are serious about yeah. advocating for mental health. For sure. If we're For serious sure. about it. it, it if. It's, it is mm-hmm. a big if. It is a big if. Because even getting Mason to this stage right now, we had to fight for everything. Right. We had to fight for the school. We had to fight for specialized school. We had to fight for get Medicaid for him to get that. Right. I had to use my insurance to get a prescription for him to get diagnosed. I had to get, get diagnosed by several different doctors. Mm-hmm. Just, just to get diagnosed. Just, just to get diagnosed. <laughs> just to get diagnosed. Uh-huh. People don't understand the that. process. Man. Like, they had to come to my crib. They had to see my son. And, and for me, it's very personal for people picking and prodding at my son. But, but they it were, has to be but done, But it has though. to be done to right. get him the right help. Right. Then that, they have to all meet together, agree, go back, mm-hmm. submit to the state that, yeah, this person this is. This is legitimately a problem. And then my this. doctor has to be the first one to do the, hey, I think this person is this. Right. And then it has to go back and say, hey, I need you to write a prescription for his speech therapy. Mm-hmm. I need you to write a prescription for his OT. And the good thing is we have a wonderful pediatrician. She has four kids herself. She so she knows. She writes. We don't even see her. It's an email. It's an email. <laughs> right. Real talk. It's an email. She's like, ah, oh, yeah, Mason's doing. Okay, here you go. I know what it is because I she, without her help we would have known. Right. You, you know. No what, and to be to give full credit without my mom's help, being a mother for for all her life, but and not noticing be, certain things. noticing right. like he should be at this milestone, but he's not. It's yet. an issue. He right. should be putting together sentences. Mm. You. We're putting together sentences at that right. age. And I'm like, ah, oh, nah, but then you have to sit as a parent. Like, okay, this is what it is. And that's hard to admit. That's not easy to it, admit. It, it was not yeah. easy to admit. It's not easy. But, you know, as for me, I'm speaking from a father's standpoint. Because a mother's standpoint is totally different. It's a little more comforting. Right. From a father's standpoint, I'm not saying I'm supposed to be fun and lively. But my job is different from a mother's. Mm-hmm. So, especially raising us, a young man. I'm going to be a disciplinarian in all aspects. Right. And in the temperature of this world, I'm going to make sure he knows that my son is big. My son is almost uh-huh. 60 pounds. Uh-huh. If he hits <laughs> somebody, he, he he's, hurting, he's hurting them. He's hitting somebody <laughs> playfully. He's hurting them. And I got to let him know, like, listen, you can't react you in that way. You got to control yourself, right? You got to either find a way to speak or or, to, to, or, leave. To, or, or walk away. <laughs> yep. And because you can't. Throw a temper tantrum and hit mommy or throw a toy right. and all that stuff. You, as because of the type of kid you are, they'll take you away from me. Uh-huh. And I can't have that. Right. So I'm, I'm going to discipline you here. But. So when you know, outside. when you're outside, if I hold your hand tightly, There's fall a reason in line. why, right. Fall in line. And, and it's important. And for fathers, I feel like it's important. Because mothers will always be, oh, baby. And they'll put up with it. And they'll let them cry. And they'll jumble groceries and try See, to hold the baby. I think it depends on what kid, too. I think girls are like that with the boys. And dudes it, are like that with the girls exactly. a little bit. Like it, they, they, they do. They yeah. do. Because if I had a little girl, it'd be different, too. Uh-huh. It'd be different, It'd be different too. Because I'd be on some, ah, all right. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's going on here? What's, you know, but, and, but then it'll be the mother's responsibility. So I. You gotta, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I just was thinking about that. Like, you know, when I, I was just so grateful to see it, right. you know, right. just to have that moment. 
Pat, what you got, man? What you got for a random thought? Oh, man, that was really awesome, man. I really like it. From one, I learned a lot, too. It's just so heartfelt. And you're you're knowledgeable about sneakers, but you're knowledgeable about <laughs> real life shit, too, man. Yo, man. Such a smooth Yo, we, we, man, y'all got to be <laughs> on the breakfast club or something. <laughs> <laughs> we trying, man. We, we, we trying, man. We trying. We trying. We close. That was such a great conversation. No, all right, so my thing is, one, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> Let's get go. And then two... We gotta find a way to make bridge the gap to his supporters. Like, obviously, a lot of them, there are gonna be a lot of racists and mm-hmm. a lot of idiots, mm-hmm. and we're not gonna be able to get through to them. Mm-hmm. But they're not all racists and they're not all idiots. This right. is true. I fall this is true. Trap sometimes of being condescending and shit. Very much and so. Being like, oh well, you're you're not educated, or mm-hmm. you know, you're racist, you're an idiot, or whatever. But, Very much uh, so. Seventy million people voted for him, and they're mm-hmm. probably going to see the current president elect as. Um, you know, illegitimate or something. Mm-hmm. And right. we can't just talk down to him. We gotta find a way and we gotta find the common ground. Because Trump was truly cancerous for our country. Mm-hmm. Just um the constant attack on our institutions mm-hmm. and the gaslighting and the pouring flames on racial tensions. He he's good like uh, he's just like the world's worst human being in my opinion. <laughs> but that being said, we gotta find a way to bridge the gap to his to his supporters and say, Hey man, we make we may not get along, but man, we, we got to live together so we can cuss at each other or whatever, but we can't go through four more years of that bullshit we just went through. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, a that's, hundred, that's, that's a hundred percent. <laughs> a hundred. Like that ain't nothing else to add to that. What you said was on the money. I think that was perfectly articulated. Yep. Like, Thank you. I think. Thank you. I think we. We think. We don't really know what motivated everyone that that voted for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some people, it might have been strictly financial. Exactly. Some people assume Uh that it was racially motivated. Right. Because it's an easy choice to see in in the temperature of this world today. Like, it's easy. Mm -hmm. I've spoken to several people at my job who really dissected him as a president and were like, listen... I feel that this is beneficial for me. And that's the whole purpose of voting. Right. Is you're going to look at it, what's yeah, beneficial for me right. and what this person can do for me mm-hmm. and my community and what I'm planning on doing. And for some people, rich people, black people, white people, whomever, doesn't matter. They felt that this person is going to put me in a better predicament or whatever I'm supporting in a better predicament. Right. So people were quick to... um to look down on Lil Wayne, who posted that tweet. Right. But well, Ice Cube. Yeah, and Ice Cube. But, I mean, Lil Wayne, it said he's for pr- prison reform. Lil Wayne went to prison. So, <laughs> so like, like, you know what I'm saying? I understand if mm-hmm. that... It, I, I'm not supporting, but I understand... Right, you see where you're coming from. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I understand why he did it. He He's an advocate for prison reform. He likes so. police. He's the police dude. Like, yeah, like... A cop saved my life, so... Okay. I, I fuck with police. It's, exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> a cop literally saved his life, yeah. so... Okay, I get it. Like I get it. Like, but that doesn't mean he's a racist. And, yeah, and that's it, what Pat, it, like it you said, Pat, it, it's perfect. Yeah. Like these people, not all of them, they voted for Trump out of racial motivation. Exactly. So it's like you're right. We do need to have let's talk. Listen, we gotta find a way to coexist mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just find a way to coexist exactly. in all of this. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that's it. I like Y'all have to now pass. Yeah. I totally. One hundred percent agree. Joe, you got one? Are you Yo? I know you Joey, like by the way. Peace, man. How you doing, man? I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm tired of your shit, man. But look, 
I was gonna let you go first because I know when we have guests, you like to. Um, yeah, I know he's waiting for it. I'm get, just, yeah. I'm just, I'm not. I, I have, a, I actually got a legit question for you. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, so so, so go if you first. Gonna, no, yeah. I'm not gonna get into that. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. no. I might. I have. I'm, I'm, I'm like ninety percent there with you mm-hmm. as far as dinosaurs. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, then. So I might I'm have to like, get into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wait a second. Okay. All right. So I, I, I thought about it. I mm-hmm. had a long, long thinking session by okay. water, mm-hmm. and I just realized, like, yo. But go ahead, man. It's go possible. Ahead. Okay. Ahead. It's, it's possible. It All right. So, so Pat, are, are you a conspiracy theorist kind of dude, or not really? I'm going conspiracy theories. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll hear you out. Person, okay, cool. I got about I got four for you, and I want you to tell me on each one what, how believable do you think it is? Okay. So number one, as Joey pointed out, I am of the belief that dinosaurs never existed. They're made up. They're fake. We don't know. We've never seen any remnants of a Triceratops nowhere or a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, we don't see nothing that looks like that. We've never seen anything that looks like that. A rhino don't look like a triceratops. No, it does not. Because the triceratops has three things on his back. A rhino has a horn on his face. No. A rhino looks like a heavy unicorn. It looks more like a heavy unicorn than it does a dinosaur. All right? I am of the belief that dinosaur. Listen, there are unicorns are real, by the way. They had one at the the circus. Nah, they really did. They genetically fused it. It was at the bottom and barely. I swear to everything I love. There was a real unicorn. I swear to everything. Niggas I don't know. I don't know. Yes. A real I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you guys. You, yo, you can look it up. I swear to God, you can look it up. What are you talking about? I swear to God, you can look it up. There was a real unicorn at oh, Barnum and Bailey Circus for like 15 years. Oh, and he was man. a legit unicorn. <laughs> One horn. Out in the, and he was a goat. He just couldn't fly. Oh, God. <laughs> There's mad ghosts that have that horn. No, they don't. They all have two. <laughs> this one was fused together to make one. I'm going to show you. So, Pat, that's the first one. All right. Dinosaurs were not real. Oh, they fake. God. They all made up. All right. Oh. Okay. Number two. Kwame Brown is Michael Jordan's illegitimate child. We all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. if you look at when Michael Jordan broke his foot, mm-hmm. he broke his foot. He was out for a year. Yep. That year, he rehabbed in South Carolina. Correct. A year later, a young man is born in South Carolina by the name of Kwame Brown. Correct. Now, Pat, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Kwame Brown and Michael Jordan side by side, <laughs> but it's a spitting image, man. Mm-hmm. He looks more like Michael Jordan than Michael Jordan kids do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's right? 100, he's, he's 100 pounds. Very true, because none of Michael's kids look, look like, like him. None of him. But, <laughs> but Kwame Brown magically does. Yeah. Also, nobody was going to drag Kwame Brown. We're going to talking about that later. <laughs> Kwame Brown never dra- was never going to be drafted number one overall. The only person who was going to take him was Michael Jordan. Now, I'm of a belief that him being drafted number one overall was back child support. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we're going to get you this deal. I didn't mess with you your whole life. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to draft you number one. You got your money. We even? Cool. <laughs> Tell your moms I love her. <laughs> so that, that's Yo, number two. He beat two. the system legit, son. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He froze the money out from the show. Yeah. yeah. Kept so the yeah. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right for the rest of your life. Oh, as long as he plays. Yep. <laughs> As long as he played. So. Hey, he was on them Lakers on, them, on the Lakers on them. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. 
Kwame Brown got a couple good contracts. Yo, you know, if and anybody could convince Kobe to do him a favor, yeah. word. it's Mike. Word. Yeah. Yo, just, just, yo, just take, hold it yo, down. Hold it. Come on. Come on. Watch two my son. Year, two Watch years. my son. Two sons. Two, two years. years. Watch my son. Yeah. We going to get you the trade. Yeah. We going to get you somebody. Just hold him. So, Pat, that's number two. Mm-hmm. Number three. Stevie Wonder is no longer blind. I agree with this as well. Stevie Wonder was blind at one point, mm-hmm. but the amount of money that this man has, mm-hmm. you cannot okay. tell me that stem cell research would not be beneficial yo, to this man. Yo, you know what? <laughs> at the timing, at the inception of this podcast, mm-hmm. when you first made this, yeah. this uh, what do you call claim. it? This claim. Mm-hmm. I do not believe the the uh, technology right. existed. Right. But, but now. right now, yeah. all this Tesla stuff, yeah. everybody, now, all now, this now, stuff now, flying hold on. around. Think about it. Think I about what you said. I see my homie got a flamethrower that's like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But look, think about what you just said. The technology now, mm-hmm. right? Think of Stevie Wonder's money. Long you yeah. can't tell me he couldn't Long get money. the technology that no, we have no, now. No. Yeah. Back then. I mean, even if, like, <laughs> even if, say, like, you know what I'm saying, he had some friends in high places that was like, yeah. yo, man, we want to test this out on yeah. you. So if it, like Chris Rock said, if we could get anybody to see, see. Yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. But, like, boom, I feel like by now, mm-hmm. like, it was maybe in like 28, 2019, they, 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 let's say, all right, Steve, <laughs> let's, let's yeah, do we this. Got, we finally developed yeah. the technology. We, right. we, we've informed your family. Right. We wanted to, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Surprise you with the, you know what I'm saying? The new Pat. The I I. Why was Stevie Wonder at Kobe's last game? The I I. He was at Kobe Bryant's Kobe. last game, Pat. And he is cheering along with everybody else at the right moments. Mm-hmm. Not like just, oh, there's noise going on in this halftime. Nah, he's standing up when Kobe is scoring. He got the new eye mm-hmm. eyes with the sonar system. He got the eye eyes, though. He got the new eye, the iOS. The Apple The eyes. iOS. Yeah, the eye eyes. <laughs> Yo. So that, Pat, that's number three. Mm-hmm. The, okay. la- the last one is that Antarctica has stuff that we have no clue about mm-hmm. and we will never know about. Mm-hmm. Have you ever no noticed problem. that Antarctica has never been conquered by any country? Nope. No one has ever settled there? Nope. It's too cold. What the fuck? It's cold in Russia, too. But mm-hmm. guess what? There's people that own it. There's cold in Siberia, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And people still own the land. Antarctica is the only place on Earth mm-hmm. to never have been settled by anybody other than the Inuit people mm-hmm. who already lived there. I think mm-hmm. it's mad cold, man. <laughs> I, I, it's more than that. I think it's way I think there is stuff. Russia, no, dog. the mm-hmm. only person who tried to was Adolf Hitler. He tried mm-hmm. to colonize Antarctica, really? and his people That's disappeared. Yeah. They tried to, and they disappeared. Yeah. They were never heard from again. Mm-hmm. Wow. There is something in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. What it is... Mm-hmm. I'm not going. I'm, I'm not, not going to find out. Everything that we think. Yeah. <laughs> Look, in the Transformers, in the Transformers word, movie, word. they was unhatched in Antarctica. This is true. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hollywood mirrors real life. <laughs> Everything. This is true. Everything this, in this Pokemon and Godzilla. This is true. This is true. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, King Kong. Listen, King Kong. They be frozen up in that water. <laughs> And wait until the frost out into the world. Real, and with the, the global warming, it's happening faster. We learning more and more, more and more the stuff. Aliens just trickles was supposed out. to been here. They Man. crash landed on the wrong shit. Yep. yep. <laughs> so Pat, what, what what do you think about these four theories? Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs down, in between. How we feeling? 
things I believe in. One, the Antarctica is a good point. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that nobody lived there, but it's so incredibly desolate. Mm-hmm. Like if you Google Antarctic facts, like the time, like the distance it takes to get to anywhere is like insane. So mm-hmm. it's just not hospitable to humans. But I could see some weird shit going on up there, like like either some weird viruses and stuff, because you know. Mm-hmm. With climate change, you know, the earth, the ice is melting, mm-hmm. and it's going to let loose a bunch of viruses that have been perfectly frozen yep. in time, which which humans have no um, – we have no resistance for. Oh, shit, it's, it's I ain't so not thinking of that. That's so, a very good point. See, we're about to see some crazy fucking pandemics. Exactly. Like, what if some, like, animals become a loose on some <laughs> – Word. That's like, true, I know, though, maybe that's polar not, bears. It's yeah. not, like, scientifically – I don't think it's scientifically possible that they'd be alive, but – No, but nah, they can get but, the disease, and then they and, can and learn how to it. fight it off yeah. and mutate over it. Listen, and they can fight it off, but we can't. I'm <laughs> not I'm not putting anything – I'm not taking anything off I didn't even think of that, Pat. That's a fair point. That little tidbit right there lets me know. I need to be in the hottest place on Earth. I need to be right at the equator. Right. 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 I need to wear it. Right I need to be there. wearing it's too hot and Word, high dog, into the I'm, I'm to catch oh everybody. We just stand in a line right at the equator. Like, don't at, move. Just at a high um, just, high, high um the highest. The highest, the highest uh, mountain. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Just stand still. Pull the ice caps don't be like, catch us. Nah, we good. So you we said good. Antarctica you rock with. Mm-hmm. And oh. Antarctica, like you, you're on to something. You're mm-hmm. like Harvard, like the FBI is about to text you and be like, hey, "Yeah, yeah, still, cut it out." Uh, they would have been, <laughs> been clipped. Up. <laughs> they would have been clipped. Cut it up. out. Depends on the views. Second and third are going to be tough because one, like I'm really cool with Jeffrey Jordan. He's been nothing but nice to me. But damn, call me, call me Brown looks like he's wearing a Michael Jordan mask. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <Mike is> crazy. <laughs> Skip over that. I'm not even going to say anything. But you're right. He does look like him. But he's so much bigger. Like, like and, so, But the thing was, the lady that's Kwame Brown's mom was a track runner that was like six feet or something like that. Oh, so man. it kind of makes sense. <laughs> it kind of does. It kind of does. Okay. I think that's God playing a, a trick on Michael wonder, Jordan. Like, he always wanted like, to be seven He kind of got me for at first with like him being at the Kobe's last game. Like, but one, like the man's allowed to enjoy himself. Two, this is true. Like I'm pretty sure blind people aren't like it's not black. Like they can kind of see like figures and shit. You know, nah, 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 so, nah. so what? If, wait, wait, hold on, Pat. What if I told you that there is video of Stevie Wonder driving a car? <laughs> and it's not doctored video. One, he was literally driving Oprah oh around God. in a car. Yes. What does what does they were the, they was in like an open parking lot? So where yeah. anybody what, could. Are you letting a blind person drive you anywhere? In an open park, I don't care where I'm at. This up, they set that up. Come on, son. That wasn't it. Nah. Wonder have gain. What does he have to gain by pretending to be blind? No, it is. He's been blind his whole life. That's it. So it's like you know what? What's the point in telling people now? I I can get all these benefits of mm-hmm. being blind without having to be blind. Yep. Shaq told the story yes. of when he was on the elevator yes. with Stevie Wonder by himself, and it was Stevie Wonder by yep. himself on the elevator. He said, oh, what up, Shaq? He said, what up, Shaq? And he got said, off on up, his, and got off on his <laughs> floor up. and walked to his apartment. He what? probably heard Shaq's Come footsteps. On. Come on. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> He's not dead, devil. <laughs> He's not hearing steps and know who it is. Come on. Damn. He felt the heat. He felt the heat uh, changing. He was like, nah, that's, this is a seven foot, 300 pound heat in here. <laughs> the, the body heat. Pose. Come on. Pose. 
See what I'm saying, Pat? You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, my. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then number four, number four, the the dinosaur is like, who again? Who has anything to gain by profiteering and promoting? I will tell you, big museums. Before this, before Mm -hmm. the, the first fossil is only found in the mid 1800s mm-hmm. so up until this time mind you this is a short period of time mm-hmm. after that we get the yeah. birth of museums right we had they have never found an entire dinosaur in the ground at one time with mm-hmm. all the bones symmetrical mm-hmm. they find one bone and they be like you know what this was a dinosaur let's build what we think mm-hmm. it looked like mm-hmm. off of this one bone mm-hmm. eh, i don't know <laughs> I can't argue with that. Look, but see, no, no, the bones were probably real. Mm-hmm. It was a dodo bird <laughs> or some other extinct animal. But look, but look, Mike, but look, Mike. Here's why I don't believe the dinosaurs existed, man. Mm-hmm. I go to art exhibits all the time. I get mm-hmm. to stand next to the art, look at it, mm-hmm. and no matter what. No matter what the name on the thing is, mm-hmm. no matter who did it, no matter mm-hmm. how good I think it is, I look mm-hmm. at the thing and there's a price on it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the artist can set the price. Exactly. And I, th- and I thought about that. I was like, hmm. If I, had, if I had something to sell. If I found some bounds. If, if, my, if my dog died 10 years ago mm-hmm. and he's in the backyard and I'm like, you know what, man? This is a pygmy dinosaur. <laughs> he's a pygmy I'm dinosaur. Saying, <laughs> I'm not saying I could get away with like get them dog joints bones polished. They're going to be like, hey, listen, I've been living over here for 30 years. I ain't never seen but, these bones. But look, you got to think about it too, Pat. But I'm thinking, no, no, but I'm thinking, cir- I'm thinking circa like 1800s or whatever yeah, years, yeah, yeah. all the way but back then. The plan I could, was- I could sell if I got if I'm a hustler, I could be like, yo, we found. I could get some yeah. this yeah. animal, some I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. It's an elephant, look, whatever. I'm telling somebody it's a megasaurus. Look, the mm-hmm. earth, the earth was all one big thing, right? Pangea. Pangea. It was yep. all yeah. one big conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most and they bones, wasn't all selling drugs. Right. <laughs> Most bones That's what I'm saying. are if all not found drugs, in Africa or like Europe somewhere. Very rarely will you find bones here in America or in Canada somewhere. You won't find anything anywhere Very over rarely. in those areas. Very rarely. But somehow we got every museum in the world. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> that's who's this, making the bread. It's the money. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with that. I can't. I can't argue. That's with all that. I'm saying, Pat. I can't. I can't. That's argue. I can't argue. They digging for bones because it's a hustle. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Archaeologists I, I don't make print. no money. They were one of the lowest paying jobs. It's, archaeologists. It's, <laughs> it's the people who support archaeologists is how right. they, make their, they make their money off. If of somebody hires them and says, "Hey, can you somebody, this? Somebody over here. I own this land. Mm-hmm. Somebody found something. Go excavate it. I'm gonna me. pay you to excavate it because you're a professional excavator." Mm-hmm. Do that. Whatever you find is mine. Yep. But, but look, <laughs> but somebody, I'm paying you two million. No matter <laughs> the way the way America been working, mm-hmm. somebody is making the bread while 100%. somebody is uh, doing the, the work. The, the yeah. work. 100%. So, exactly. 100%. Either way, well, somebody making the money off listen, this shit. Listen. That's all it is. That's all I'm saying. Somebody. That's all I said. I can't. I, Pat, what you think? I can't argue with that. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, de- there are definitely a lot of hustlers back in mm-hmm. the 1800s. Like, mm-hmm. there, there were some crazy dudes that like the gold, like the the gold rush, mm-hmm. sell it, snake oil and volcano about. insurance. Uh, <laughs> saying. No, I'm saying player, but there's some weird shit going on. So I, I, I feel you. Like, mm-hmm. there's definitely money to be made. I'm not it's ready true. to buy it yet. Your first few <laughs> conspiracy theories, like. Made me take a make me take a second and like mm-hmm. stop and think and like mm-hmm. have to recalculate everything I believe in. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, at all, that's the whole point of these, mm-hmm. is to make you think. I'm not here to convince you of nothing. Right. All I want to do is just make you think. Mm-hmm. The same way I thought about it, I just want you to think about it the same way. It's fair. And then you draw your own conclusion. It's fair. That's all I ever ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, this is what, I've done a bunch of podcasts for the book. This is without a doubt been my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we appreciate we appreciate it. Like, thank you for taking the time out to sit Mm -hmm. with us, to talk with us. We appreciate it so much. I appreciate y'all. Sorry, I mean lunch. Um, I got hungry after a while. (laughs) Nah, you're good. (laughs) I feel no, man. I appreciate y'all having me. This was so much fucking fun. I really appreciate it. Y'all got a fan for life, and man, just uh, keep doing what y'all are doing. Y'all got so much talent. Y'all are going places and. Man, I, I just had such a blast, man. I appreciate it. Like, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Listen, let everybody know where they can find your book, how they can order it, all of that. Please let everybody know where they can find you on Instagram, everything. Yeah, so you can follow me on social media at Pat underscore Benson underscore Jr. The name of the book is Kobe Bryant's Sneaker History, 1996 to 2020. It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And other than that, man, if y'all want to talk NBA, conspiracy theories or anything, hit me up on social media. I'm, I'm here <laughs> for it. I love it. I love it. Pat, thank you so much again. You can find us on IG at Soul3Searching, underscore Soul Searching on Twitter, YouTube.com backslash Soul Searching Podcast. Again, you give us five stars. Anything less than five stars, you are a hater. Your mama didn't raise you right. Correct. If you don't buy Pat Benson's book, you are a hater. Correct. And your mama didn't raise you right. Correct. Because there are a lot of gems that you caught. In, <laughs> it's a lot of gems you caught in this episode. Mm-hmm. And that was only the tip of the iceberg. Real talk. So if you have the chance, please check out the Amazon. Mm -hmm. Go purchase the book when you get a chance. It comes in a sneaker box. You're getting a book in a sneaker box, guys. It's really simple. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, let me stop you there. No, there's no sneaker. It's just on the cover. It's a sneaker box. Right. That's how it looks. Hey, listen. That's sneaker box. It's good. Listen. Oh, no. I was looking dead at the picture, (laughs) and I was like, oh, snap, it's a sneaker box. It looks like a sneaker box. So we are telling people. It's a sneaker box. box. All listeners, it's a sneaker box. Understand it. box for it and put it in a box. (laughs) Yep. Put it in a box. But keep it it on your coffee table, please. Get a chance. Please order it. Again, mm-hmm. Pat, thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for sending us the excerpts. For sure. We loved it. Yeah, man. I got. I loved it. I, y'all got a fan in life for me. I appreciate it. And um, I'll, uh, I'll be sending y'all some conspiracy theories on Instagram. <laughs> I love Perfect. it. I love Perfect. it. Thank you, Pat. Perfect, appreciate man. it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, man. Have a good day. All right, y'all. Well, this has been the Soul Searching Podcast. Uh, y'all do y'all thing. Wrap it up. Let's go. Uh, Sneaky Attic 11. Thanks for having me again. Yo, it's Joey Go 24K. I'm about to go cop the book on Amazon right now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Go Something brush light. your teeth. Yep. Go to um, thejoint.com, T-H-A-J-O-Y-N-T.com. You know what I'm saying? Follow us, T-H-A-J-O-Y-N-T underscore everything. And I'm mad late and mad high. That's all good. stupid. My bad. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. My bad. It's all good. We here. We here.